It's your boy RD, and today is a special interview with my best buddy in the whole wide world, Mr. Atmoto.Jesus himself. Hi. Caleb. How are you, buddy? Tired. Yeah. Always. Yeah, you just got done with work, right? Mm-hmm. Always. I tell you, Caleb is the hardest working man I've ever met. Never known a single person that's ever worked harder than him. <laughs> so, Caleb. Yes. You have some issues going on. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell the people what your issues are? Tires. Tires. <laughs> lots and lots of tires. Yeah. Explain the situation in more detail. Okay. I was going to work one night, and I picked up a bunch of screws in front of Home Depot. That was a tire. Then, I went and replaced the tire with money I don't got. Picked up another screw a week later, and now I have to replace that tire. So, essentially, you've blown out two tires now. Technically, you could say three, because you blew out the plug that you put into the second tire. That is true. And what are you riding right now? I'm riding your bike. Yeah. Thanks, bud. Yeah. I, um... If if Caleb wasn't a real friend, I wouldn't let him ride my bike. But damn it, he's a good friend. I have to get places. You do have to get places. And you don't have any other main, means of transportation. No. You have two motorcycles, neither of which you can ride. That's true, that's true, that's true. What's your other bike, Caleb? It's a 1987 Honda Rebel. 87? Mm-hmm. Mm. And what are your plans with that? Chopping it. So, you want to chop it? Absolutely. I can say fucking. What? I can say fucking. Am I yeah, yeah, you, you can curse. You okay, can, all right. You can say whatever you want, buddy. Okay, good fucking deal. I'm planning on chopping the fuck out of that thing. <laughs> okay, okay. And, um... Any other plans besides that? Like, are you just gonna chop it and put struts on? You gonna hardtail the whole thing, or...? Uh, I might just put struts on it. Just because I want to go back and put shocks back on. Yeah. It'd make it a little bit easier. Yeah. And I wouldn't also wouldn't have to fix the uh, swing arm. Okay. Caleb, where are you from? Missouri. Missouri. Southeast Missouri, to be exact. And how'd you get into bikes? Bikes. <laughs> how'd you get into them? Uh, my dad. Uh, seen my friends ride around me. Mostly my dad. Yeah. What'd your dad ride? Well, he had an old one night train that I later got. Yeah. I rode the hell out of it. I missed that bike. Well, how many bikes have you owned now? In total? Uh, see, I had... I had that night train. Mm-hmm. Then I had a 79 Honda CB450. Nice. Or 400. Then I had... An 82 Honda CB 450 Nighthawk. 
the both the both of the Hondas me and my friend had built from frame up. Then I got I moved here to Phoenix. Got the Rebel about two weeks after being here. Fixed everything that was wrong with it. Placed a carb, speedometer, speedometer cable twice, clutch cable, both throttle cables, headlight, all the wiring. Replaced the carb, rebuilt the carb. Wait, you replaced it and rebuilt it? Mm-hmm. I replaced it and had to rebuild it. Mm. And then about mm, probably three months after having it, I need something bigger. And I went and got my sporty. So that's five. Five bikes. Well, five and a half if you count the uh, other uh, CB frame that we had that we okay. didn't get to put everything on. So five and a half bikes. And the Sporty is the newest one. Mm-hmm. What year is the Sporty? It's a 13. 13. Super low, right? Yep. 883? Mm-hmm. Any plans with that bike? Eventually. Eventually? When I can afford the parts... It'll be in a seat. Actually, hold up, hold up. Before you even get into what you want to do, what's on it currently? Stock. Everything is stock except the headlight and the bars. Well, that's not true. You got Screaming Eagle pipes on it. Other than those, yeah. Yeah, Are those full pipes or is it just mufflers? Uh, I believe it's full pipes. So full Screaming Eagle pipes, but it's stock everything else except Mm -hmm. the headlight and the bars? Yep. And you got mid controls, which yeah, stock. did that come stock with those? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, Caleb is a fan of forwards for being such a little guy. Mm-hmm. Five foot four and proud. <laughs> he wants forwards controls and ape hangers, even though he has mid controls already. I don't like mid controls. I understand. It I hurts understand. my knees. If it hurts your knees, it hurts your knees. Just saying. Everyone's got their preference, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you want to get seat bars. What else? Fairing. The other half of the forward controls. Uh, That's right. Yeah, we went to a swap meet, and Caleb bought forward controls that he thought would fit for fifty bucks. Got a deal though. The guy wanted a hundred bucks, right? Mm-hmm. And get home. Well. Only one half of the forward controls will fit. So, gotta get that other half. Right now, I get to rock a forward brake. And you haven't even ridden the bike yet, so you wouldn't know, like... Nope. <laughs> it's the most awkward position ever. It's not too bad. I just, uh, before I can even put them on, I gotta go get new uh, exhaust gaskets. Right. Because you're going to have to remove the exhaust. Mm-hmm. That ain't going to be fun. So, Caleb, what's a... a sort of... Everyone that comes on here, I always ask them the same thing. What? What's a practical dream bike you want to own someday? And how would you build it? Well, <clears throat> it would be a night train. Mm-hmm. Again. I know you love night trains. Mm-hmm. It'd be preferably carbureted, but I'll take fuel injected if it's there. Mm-hmm. I'd probably 
lean back into apes, LED yeah. headlight. Probably go with the probably a street bob, uh, not a street bob seat, a fat bob seat, a stock fat bob seat. Off oh, the new ones or the old ones? Old ones. Oh, okay. Will that fit? Mm-hmm. Is that it? Probably, yeah, because there's not really a lot of more to do. No aftermarket me. pipes, air cleaner, mm-hmm. anything like that. Stage uh, one upgrade, essentially. Cams. I'd probably just leave it how it was. Yeah. You got to appreciate that, folks. Here's a guy that, given if he had the opportunity to build a dream bike, he would keep it essentially stock. Mostly. Mostly stock. I appreciate that about you, Caleb. Caleb is, in my opinion, the definition of a biker. <laughs> now, I don't mean this in the sense of uh, stereotypical biker, but more in the spiritual sense. You have the soul of a biker. You got the long hair, the scraggly beard. You've been mistaken as homeless a few times. Yeah. It happened again the other day. Oh, God. And you ride constantly. I only ride. The only time I drive cars is for work. Well, the, and the one time you had to drive my truck. That is true. Yeah, other than that, you always ride. Mm-hmm. Could have bought a car. Bought a Sportster instead. Cheaper insurance and cheaper payment. That's biker's fuck, if you ask me. <laughs> hey, if I can... if if. My bike payment and my insurance are cheaper than what I would pay for a car payment. Just the car payment, I'm on it. Yeah. I mean, you got it right. I know um, Bob Marshall from uh, the American Roadrunner podcast, he'd probably appreciate that. He's all about the idea of having more bikes on the road and riding every day, putting as many miles as you can. Whether it's long miles or just going to work and back, mm-hmm. I've had that. I've had the Sportster since September, mid September, and I've got seven thousand miles on it. That's impressive. I've got. I've had your bike what two weeks? Yeah. And I've got. I've probably got close to a thousand. Yeah. Which reminds me, we need to do an oil change on that bike. Yeah. It's coming up soon. I know. Thankfully, Caleb hasn't totaled my bike yet. Hey, I'm a good rider. You're a good rider. It's not you I'm worried about. It's everybody else in this fucking city. That is true. This is a city of almost 7 million people. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole lot of dumbasses. That is true. Hell, somebody about took me out of stoplight going to work the other day. Yeah, well, there was that, and your buddy, who was behind you, also got in a wreck. Yeah. You've known a lot of people that have gone down now. Mm-hmm. But you've never gone down, have you? <laughs> I've been down once in a parking lot. That don't count. Parking lots don't count when it comes to going down. <laughs> never it, been on, where's the wood? Never been on a wreck on a bike. <laughs> Gotta always knock on wood. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope it doesn't happen, 
But uh, don't ever be shocked if it does. Well. I probably will be. I'll probably be like, what? No, he didn't go. He's well, messing with me. No, like, no. Like like everybody says, and I've always taken this to heart, there are those who have gone down and those who will go down. Mm-hmm. I, I truly believe that. If you don't believe you're going to go down, you'll be in for a rude awakening when it happens. Mm-hmm. I remember before I went down, I was cocky as fuck on my bike. The <laughs> night I went out for the night I had my wreck, I was like, nah, I don't think I'm going to wear my helmet. There was just something in my gut, though, that said, put on your helmet. No later, No more than like five minutes later, bam, in a wreck. I'm glad you finally got a decent helmet. You got the Bill Well Lane Splitter. Mm-hmm. I finally replaced that janky ride that I've got. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually... I was going to ask you about that. Um, might use the old Rye as a little practice template. What do you mean? For painting? Yeah, do a little helmet painting, see what I can come up with. Go for it. It's just sitting here. Yeah. It's I mean, been no one uses it, and it's a piece of shit anyways. I mean, you, it was old whenever you got it. Yeah, well, it wasn't... Super old. Yeah, but I'm sure garbage. it's out of its expiration. I mean... Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's taking chunks of asphalt to the face. That's why there's no spinner bend in it. Yeah. Going to New Mexico, got hit twice in 10 minutes with big chunks of asphalt. Yeah. Vent exploded. Yeah, Caleb, bringing that up, what's the farthest you've read, rode in one day? One go? In one go? Yeah. Would that be the New Mexico? It'd be the New Mexico trip. How far was that? Uh, going there and back was just over a thousand miles. Okay, and explain what you were doing essentially. Well, basically, what the deal was is I was working so much, and I got to the point where I was super depressed, super exhausted. I was missing school, just sleeping maybe two hours every day. But not at the same time. Right. You know, 10 minutes there, 45 minutes here. Yeah, I remember back then because that was like only a month or two after I had moved in. And I I, I couldn't believe the kind of schedule you had. I remember you explained to me once and I was like, what? Yeah, it was school, be at or get up at 6.10, go to school. Then go to work immediately after, come home, sleep for half an hour, 45 minutes if I could get even that, and then go to work again until 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. That's when you were doing security till 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then you were, what, coming home or just going straight to school? No, I was coming home, sleeping for 30 minutes again, and then going right back to school. Yeah. Well, the human body was not meant to do that, my friend. No, no, it was not. But I needed money. So, school put you on leave? Well, the, my first leave, I had to take, uh, I took on my own deal so that I could get some sleep yeah. and rest. And then during that leave, since it was a full six-week leave, but not six weeks, uh, Decided I would go home, I'd see my family for a little while, come back. But instead, I left for, I was only gone a day. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because we expected you to be gone for a month at least. Yeah, that was the plan. Yeah. Well, basically, I checked the weather all the way up until the week that I left, and everything was good. And back home, it was good on the way there. It was like 60, high 60s the whole time. And then when I left, it rained. And I missed the rain everywhere I went, except instead of being 60-something, it was 40-something the whole time. Yeah. And you didn't have any gear. No, you I had, had the cheap Arai helmet. Yeah, you I had, had my, your, yeah, I had my janky Arai helmet. Yeah. I had my three finger, uh, I had my three finger gloves. Yeah, he didn't even have full gloves. They were no, I, I had full gloves. You did? Mm-hmm. I thought you just had the three fingers. No, I've got two sets of full finger gloves. Uh, one I retired because the Velcro is no longer good, and then I had another set. They're gauntlets. They come down to mm, probably. Did you have them on the ride? Yes. But they didn't very good. Because they breathe. It's not really what you want when it's raining and it's 40 degrees. Yeah. You wouldn't want that in just 40 degrees. Yeah. Well, I missed the rain, so I never got rained on. Mm -hmm. But what had happened is that being 40 degrees the whole time, I ended up, whenever I made it up to Flagstaff to I-40, I'd stopped. I put on my extra coats. I, I ended up wearing a long sleeve shirt, a blue hoodie, mm-hmm. my Harley coat, and my security coat, which is windproof. And I was froze still. <laughs> yep. I ended up making. I'm surprised it you didn't the, try the newspaper method. What do you mean? You never heard of that? Oh, yeah. So essentially, what you can do to insulate yourself is you can stuff new crumpled up newspaper oh, into you your like, clothes. You mean like insulation? Yeah. Security goes windproof. Yeah. It's also insulated. Win- yeah, but you could have added more. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, like, the only really part, like, my torso is fine and warm-ish. Yeah. But my hands were frozen. Mm-hmm. My legs were frozen. And my boots being as old as they are, and full of holes. Yeah. So by the way, did that glue hold up? Yeah. Good. The zip tie fell off about halfway through the day. Yeah, I figured. But it's whatever. It's holding. Good. But I made it all the way up to... Um, I was probably two hours out of Flagstaff on I-40. And I was then at that point, I was stopping every hour or so stopping to warm up yeah and then when I probably probably 30 40 miles out of Albuquerque in New Mexico the fog had hit and it was so thick you I'm not lying here uh, I tend to fly down the highway I don't I don't do less than 75 or 80 usually. right well you couldn't see 10 feet in front of you. It's pitch black. The fog is so thick that my gloves just started to froze over. My visor froze over. So I ended up riding 80 miles past Albuquerque with my visor up. And I made it all the way to Klein's Corners. 
and I sat in Klein's Corners for probably two hours trying to get warm and dethrossed my eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, I remember being stuck in Klein's Corners. At least I was stuck in a car. You were stuck on a bike. Yeah. Klein's Corners, for those that do not know, is what, 100 miles east of uh, Albuquerque? Maybe it's, 70? It's like 80. Yeah, something, something like that. And it's just a gas station. Mm-hmm. But it's considered a town. Yeah. Well, the deal is, with Klein's Corners, is it's more of an attraction deal. Right. They've got... Uh, in there, they have a Zoltar machine, which I took a picture with because it's fucking Zoltar. Right. I love that movie. Oh, big. Mm-hmm. Best Tom Hanks movie. It's one of the best, yeah. Yeah. Best young Tom Hanks I'll give you that one. Yeah. Well, the, the the guy in there, he let me have a cup of coffee. I bought some food. And I don't drink coffee. I hate coffee so much. But after sitting in there probably an hour, I just said, screw it, I'm going home. And I turned around. And I come all the way back to Phoenix. So I earned my iron butt on a stock sports receipt. You did. You earned an iron butt. I remember me and Ray, our other roommate, we woke up. Caleb's, I think you were on the floor. You weren't yeah. even on the couch. Yeah. I you were rolled up in a blanket on the floor, and we were just like, what the fuck? Like, what? Why is Caleb on the floor? Ray didn't even know it was me. He'd come over and touch the blanket, and I rolled over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah. We gave you a lot of shit about that. Dude, it was bad. Yeah, no, after ex- you explaining all that and me driving through the winter there at Klein's Corner, I get it. I totally get it. What really sucked was riding back from Klein's Corners with no visor, having to ride with it up. Uh, that a ride helmet doesn't vent very good. No. It's not a good day. Yeah, well, don't worry, buddy. It'll be Next time we do it, we'll go on Route 66. It'll be the summertime. Mm-hmm. It'll be much better. It'll be June. Yeah. So, Caleb? Yes. Why did you come to MMI? Well, I tried to come to MMI for a few years before that. But back when I first tried to come... The tuition was, you know, like $32,000. Yeah, it was expensive. It was a lot. But what really got me this time was I had just lost my dad. And I was sitting there. I just lost my dad. I just had to quit a really good job because I was sick. And uh, I had to be out for two weeks and they weren't willing to work with me. Right. So I'm sitting I'd been in bed for days. I barely left the bed. And then I had an instructor call me from... Was it an instructor? Well, an instructor, the uh, representative. The yeah, I had a representative call me from Orlando. He's like, do you still want to come to school? And I thought about it for probably 10 minutes. And I said, yeah, screw it. I'm all, I'm I'm ready. Let's go. Got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I ended up spending the next five months just doing odd jobs just to keep stuff together. Then I sold my car. And I took the money from that and I moved out here. Yeah, you basically sold everything. I sold ev- I sold everything I owned and moved out here. What I what little stuff I didn't own is just my sentimental stuff, like my Sony radio. Right. That thing's old as hell, and I love it. And you took a bus out here, right? Mm-hmm. I took off from home on a Greyhound bus on a day and a half trip with just the clothes on my back and a backpack. God, man, you did it. Look at you now in this luxury apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd say you've done quite well for yourself so far. You've had some setbacks, that's true. You had that leave, which set you back six weeks. Yeah. And then you had another leave that set you back another three weeks. So I had the forced leave. Yeah. This is the funny part, folks. So... Caleb came here when? I got here May 16th. May 16th. I got here July 8th. That's when my classes started. I actually came out here like June 28th or something like that. It was see, like right after my birthday. See, my classes started May 28th. Yeah. You basically started, you know, a month and a half ahead of me, Mm -hmm. roughly, and somehow, through all these leaves you've had to do, we are going to be graduating at the exact same time. Sort of? Sort of, sort of, yes and no. You will go on the graduation, but you still have to do one DSO class. DSO is dealership operations, for those who do not know. There's DSO 1 and DSO 2. He will have to do DSO two. I will finish DSO two. Well, it's it's either or. I can flip flop between the two. Okay, you can do either. Yeah. Well, you'll still have to do one DSO class. Yep. Whereas I will be finishing. I'll be graduated, and then I'll be doing Screaming Eagle, which I just learned Kurt's going to be the instructor for that. Really? Fuck yeah. Hmm. But um, oh, we're essentially going to be graduated and done at the same exact time. Yep. So he'll have his three weeks post-graduation on my three weeks. We're going to finish it out, load all of our shit into the back of my truck, and at graduation, we're going to have everything moved out and you know, taken back to Arkansas at my folks' place. And then me and you will just live, you know, we'll have a bit of a skeleton, I guess you could say, lifestyle for that last three weeks. And then we'll ride our bikes back. Yep. It will be good. It will be good. We're planning on going to Flagstaff and then hitting Route 66 and ride Route 66 all the way back to uh, at least, what, Elk City, Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. And then you'll see your uncle. Yep. And then mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to break off in Dallas unless you want to come with me. It's up to you. Maybe. I think I have a friend in Dallas up to you. Now I'm going to go south to Dallas, see some of the boys down there, go to their bike night, the North Texas T-Bar, or what is it? It's oh god I gotta pull it up because I can't remember it now. 
the North Texas T-Bars bike night. But I'm going to go see them, hopefully go to one of their bike nights. And, um, yeah, from there, I figure, I don't know. I'll go back home, and then you can come get your stuff from my place, and we can drive the rest of your stuff back to your place. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Should be good. I need to figure out how to get that Rebel home. You want to try to stuff in the back of your truck? We could put the Rebel in the back of my truck. It's a lot smaller than my bike, so there'd be more space. But we do have to be conscious of the fact that we have to fit every single thing we have I don't into that. You don't own a lot. I don't own a lot. But still, the TV, you know, my computer, stuff like that. Stuff like the laptop and whatnot, all the basic stuff I can throw in the duffel and just slap on a sissy bar. But yeah. that's something we will have to consider. See, all I've got is a, a gas can and tools. Yeah. And some clothes. Yeah, that's about all you got. I've got three trash bags worth of stuff. Yeah, I, I figure we'll leave most of the kitchen stuff for the next crew. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably leave all that canned stuff in there. If it's still there. It should be. You know how long I've had that can of stuff? You've had it for a while. You know how, how many, you know how, how I got that can of stuff? No. I got that from the school. The school gave, oh that's right, yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. The school gave you a bunch of food. So, listen up boys and girls, if you decide to come to MMI, and you do have any sort of financial issues, say you can't buy groceries one week, or, you know, maybe need a little help with the rent. The school does have funds available for those in need. I haven't used them even whenever I have struggled just because I have pride and can't, you know, I can't bring myself to do it. I didn't have any issue doing it. If I need help, I got it. You go to student services, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, that that was one thing I was going to ask you. Why did you choose Arizona over Florida? Because it's Florida. No, my luck, I'm going to get hit by a hurricane. They've had a lot of hurricanes. I'm going to get hit by a hurricane. There's a bunch more rain. Yeah. I'm afraid of the ocean. You're afraid of the ocean? I don't like big, large, large bodies of water. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you have a thing about water. Yeah. 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 Caleb's a very interesting cat. If you ever get to meet him, he, he's got <laughs> stories about everything. It's, it's pretty awesome. It's like having that that one dude who has lived a thousand lives, but in one person. It's it's pretty cool. I'm the last midget biker. <laughs> uh, Caleb, are there any tips or tricks or anything of that sort that you would want to tell people who might consider coming to MMI, or just you know are curious? Hmm. Any advice? Let's see, let's see, let's see. Don't cheap out on binders. Get like 10 of them. Binders? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had the same binder this whole time. The oh, one they gave me. I've had the same binder. But you get 10 what of them. What the fuck was that? Hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you get like 10 of them. Because then you can separate all your motos from your, like, like say, your elective classes. And then everything's all organized. 
You know what I've been doing for that? Hmm. Every time I get done with the class, I just take the stack of papers they give me and I throw some zip ties into the holes and I toss it into my crate. See, I've got all my Moto ones, except for, I think, the last two, yeah. are in the same binder and are marked. But I'm going to go through and I'm going to separate them all and put them all in those separate binders. Uh, make sure you always have a pencil, a pocket screwdriver, an ink pen. You know, it fixes a few of those issues. Mm-hmm. Get yourself a pack of pencils mm-hmm. and a multi-tool. Which I actually have one for you. What, a multi-tool? Uh-huh. Oh. Yes, uh... One thing I've been doing since I got out here is I always carry a multi-tool with me. I bought myself, originally I had a Gerber multi-tool. It was decent. Pocket screwdriver. I have one of those too. I use the hell out of mine. Pocket screwdriver is super useful. I use them at work, at both both jobs. I use them at school. I use them at home. I use that shit out of it. You see how much I use my multi-tool. I use that fucking Mm -hmm. multi-tool every single day. There's always a use for it, whether it's you need pliers, wire cutters, a knife, a serrated edge, a flathead. I use the fucking Phillips head in class all the time to take off uh, the seats, take off the little seat screws. Baby screwdriver. That's a neat pen. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the pocket screwdriver is a flathead. Yeah, it still does the same thing. Yeah, but I don't... And then, I like having a separate... I yeah. Have a, I have a Kenny Yeah. I, I think officially we're not supposed to carry knives, or it's got to be like over, it can't be under, or it can't be over three and a half inches. Two and a half. Yeah. So, but everyone carries a pocket knife. Oh, yeah. Because you never know when you're going to need it. Mm-hmm. I, got, I got that Spyderco I found in a car. Oh, also, that's another thing. If you are going to come to MMI, go to the job fairs. Yes. Because finding a job is a fucking hassle. I mean, Caleb, you put over 100 applications in. You did it oh. before you came out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did too. Yeah, I put in I put in at least 30 before I moved out here. Yep. And then after I got here, I put in another 140. I, I spent had, the first month here driving around to different places, dropping off resumes, and um, I would go to Starbucks because I didn't have internet, and I would spend it a minimum of five hours every day at Starbucks just fucking cranking out applications. See, I had, yeah, within the, with all the 170 some odd applications I put in, I had six places call me back. Uh, and I took the first one that called me back, which is Honda. See, I had three places call me back Chipotle, um, I think one of them was a landscaping company, which when I came here in the summer oh, of Phoenix, two, two. I was, that, that was, that killed it for me. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Yeah, now, right. not bad. Yeah. But in the summertime? Yeah, it's 115 degrees. Average. Average is like 110. Yeah, every day. The whole, every day, yeah. And At nighttime, it would be 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. Good God. But it would, it's not so bad when the suns go down. It's not so bad when the sun goes down, yes. But it's still hot as fuck. Oh, yeah. But no humidity. Mm-hmm. No humidity. That's, that is my favorite part. That is the best part of being in Arizona. The humidity never cracks above 15%. I've watched it for the last three months, and it, at least like two, three times a week, I'll look at the weather app and like mm-hmm. humidity, 13%, 12%. It's fucking great. 
Mm, I love it. Back I, home, summertime, you're getting like 90% humidity. Yeah, you walk outside, you feel like you're sweating, but you're not sweating. Yeah, you it's, walk out and you could literally be dry as a fucking bone in the sand. You walk outside and then bam, you are just covered in moisture. Not a fun time. Not no, fun it's not. Time it's not a fun time at all. I would definitely... I mean, obviously, I haven't been to the Orlando location, but from what I've been told by the instructors and the people that have been there, this is definitely the better location. See, my favorite part about this whole place is no mosquitoes. What? No mosquitoes. Yeah, no mosquitoes. I have seen two the entire time you know, I've been out here. You know what's funny, though? is like... Uh, when I first got here, everyone was complaining about scorpions. Never saw a single one. I have I yet to see a scorpion. I haven't seen one either. Haven't seen a single scorpion or snake. I have I have seen a couple of snakes, but I have not I have not seen a scorpion. Yeah, but um, if you're looking for a job, the best thing to do would be go to the job fair mm-hmm. because the employers there are going to hire. Yeah, like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. They will hire. Yeah, the uh, the job fairs uh, look for jobs before you even come out. Yeah, yeah, that's that, a big that one. was a big hand. Yeah, get your resume all sorted out and look for jobs before you even come out. Make some calls, make some arrangements. If you know anyone out here, fucking use it because you're going to be competing. That's why I haven't left Enterprise because I don't know if I'd be able to find another job, to be honest. I've had a few security companies be like, hey, we saw you have a year of experience. We'd love to have you. I even had one guy that was like, you can name your hours, you know, set your schedule any way you want. I just want to have you. I'll pay 15 bucks an hour. I was like, man, that's tempting. But I'm glad I didn't because Enterprise got me a great deal whenever I went back home. But, oh, you know, it's funny. Uh, you know, we're from, I guess you'd say middle America. Midwest. Yeah. Midwesterners. Southern boys. That whole jam. I'll put it this way, both of our states were Confederates during the war. And some people still hold to that shit. Neutral state? Oh, please. <laughs> Missouri. I'm Missouri was not a neutral state. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> but it is very weird out here because it is this... Phoenix, especially, is this weird mix of hippie culture and fucking hardcore conservatism. Like, it is hard right and super liberal at the same time. You have pot shops and gun shops all over the place. It's amazing. It's truly... I mean, I've said this before. If it was a little closer to home, you know, like, if it was only eight, ten hours away, I'd totally live here. Oh, yeah. Easy. That, and if the school wasn't here. Because if you want to find work as a tech you can't go you can't be around one of the schools because if you're around one of the schools you're not going to find work like uh, my dealership almost, uh, all of their techs I have to believe, uh, except one I believe there's a master tech yeah yeah all of them everyone of them yeah oh that's one thing too um, if you're willing to travel there are dealerships that will offer you jobs before you even finish. Oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah. I already know two people that have been offered gigs mm-hmm. back. Uh, one one girl 
got offered a gig in like Ohio or North Carolina or something like that. And then another dude got offered a gig in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in they, they, what? In Florence? Yeah, I think so. And um, they, they wanted to hire him straight up. They didn't even want to have him finish school. Hmm. I thought that was the craziest thing. Yeah, see, uh, yeah, the, the, yeah, the school does interviews. They do uh, webcam interviews, and then yeah. uh, they do have dealerships come to the school specifically to interview students. See, I all really, year. I really want like some Arkansas dealers to come out here or something like that. You know, start calling them up. Uh, that's the other thing too. Is like, why is it there are no aftermarket shops to come here? I guess aftermarket shops generally are smaller. Don't have that the being trained for specific brands. Yeah. And like, get, getting on to specific brands, why'd you choose Harley? Because it's Harley. I love Harley. Yeah. My dad loved Harley. My dad refused to write anything that wasn't a Harley. See, but you wrote Hondas as well. Why did you choose mm-hmm. Honda? I like Hondas, but I prefer Harley. Yeah. It's just my preference. It's just how I grew up. See, that uh, I'm starting to really... For a long time, my heart was in Hondas. And I still have a soft spot for Hondas. I mean... Me and Caleb have had many heated discussions about gold wings. He doesn't like them, and I, I love them. I hate the gold wings. I hate the gold wings so much. I know, I know. And we'll like, get into that someday. Did I, did I ever tell you about the bright yellow gold wing? Oh, my God. All right. I left work one night. Mm-hmm. And this gold wing wouldn't pass me. Wouldn't get from the... Just stayed at my side the entire time. This is from Honda? Yeah. And all he did, every time we would stop, he'd just sit there and beep his horn. And that dude had a toaster plugged into his bike. A toaster? A toaster. It's weird. I don't know how he has it rigged on there, but it's a toaster. You could, you could use a cigarette lighter to power a toaster. Still, it was weird. Why would you want a toaster, though? I don't, I don't Beats get, me. I mean, maybe... I, I, I could maybe see if you put it in the tour pack. You could... No, if you bolted no. it down, put it in the tour pack, drop your toast in there, you keep yourself a little cooler with butter and whatnot, or, or your fixings, and then it's, by the time you get to work, you got toast and jam. No, this was rigged on a bag. On a bag? On a bag. This is like, I'm going to stop mixing toast time. It was ridiculous. You sure it was a toaster? It was a toaster. I know my toasters, because I love toast. <laughs> you know your toasters. Wait, you don't love toast. I you haven't used toast. that toaster in there forever. Well, no, it's because I don't have any bread. All my bread that I've got in there is old. Yeah. I don't... I already, I already had to throw away some of your loaves. They were moldy. Well, there's only one in there left. You should have seen the one Ray left. The whole thing was covered in green mold. It was crazy. But, um... Okay, so your hearts and Harleys. Mm-hmm. I, when I came here, I was a cocky son bitch. I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna be that Harley tech that rides a Goldwing, just to piss people off. And I still might do that, just to piss people off. <laughs> but my thing now is, is I really just learning more about them, learning how to work on them, and how they're engineered and everything. I fucking love them. Everything about them. I love the pushrod V-twin. It's, it's, oh, it's so great, and it's easy. It's because it's idiot-proof. It is. You can I mean, overhead you, you can cam stuff is... 
overhead cam stuff is, you know, it's pretty simple, but you could really fuck up with those. Well, yeah. But if you read the book and just sit there and read it, actually, and actually retain the information in it, yeah, gold. that's what I, I t- perfect. It's funny. Uh, I was actually just having a conversation with some of my coworkers. They were like, "I was like, yeah, I'm gonna miss this place when I graduate." They're like, "Oh wait, oh yeah, you're graduating, yeah." And I was like, "Yeah, you know, May first. And um, they were like, "Oh yeah, yeah." So like, how is school? You know, how is it? And I was like, "Well, in all honesty." MMI essentially just gives you a piece of paper that says you know how to read a manual. Yep. That's essentially it. Yeah. Because that's everything you do is you reference a manual. Obviously, you have teachers, and you will learn some tricks of the trade, but you're basically just working out of a manual. Mm -hmm. And if you know how to work out of the service manual and the electrical dialogue manual, you can do anything on a Harley, essentially. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was also informed that uh, you'd start getting used to using uh, HDNet to look at manuals for bikes. Because in DSOs, we don't get books. What? Yep. I'd rather have a book, but we don't get them. Man, that's bullshit. But I get it. Because most dealers aren't going to invest in buying a bunch of books for their techs when their techs can just go onto the computer and pull it up. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense. It's as easy as punching in a keyword and it's right in front of you. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could see where it would be kind of useful because you do have that search function so you could search like, you know... Keywords. Yeah, you could just use a keyword like fucking... Charging. Yeah. Starting. Ignition. Yeah. Or, uh... I don't know. I'm not, I'm not even, I can't think of any more keywords. I'm still thinking but. of like fucking electrical stuff. <laughs> Which I will say this too. When I did my electrical class in Moto, it was like Moto 104? Yeah. 103 and 106. 103 and 106. And then Harley Electrical, it's all coming together finally. When I sent you that video of the dude that made the LED light bar and whatnot with the, the shop light. Mm, yeah. I was watching the video, and that's when I realized, like, all of it had be- become absorbed into my mind. Because I was like, he's not checking the resistance on anything. He's not, you know, like, oh, that crimp job shit. I could have done better than that. Or, oh, God, he put way too much solder on there, you know. See, I learned electrical way before I even come to school. That was always my downfall. I, I could... If you wanted me to, like, build a computer, I can build a computer, but I can't fucking solder or any of that electrical shit to save my life. But now, I get it. It makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I didn't know what a fucking amp was. Before coming here, if you asked me what an amp was, I would have been like, I don't know. Guitar. Yeah, right? <laughs> I would have been like, amplifier? No. Well, no, I see, I, I learned electrical before I come here because me and my friend, we built those bikes. Right. So we, we had to learn where everything was going, solder, and learn, basically go through the whole thing. Yeah, no, you... See, and that was my original plan with my CB750. I never got that bike to where I wanted it. But damn it, that bike was cool. I, I always wanted a CB750. Because I didn't know about the 450s and all that shit. I just knew about the 750 and the 900. I knew those were bikes... That Honda made the first sport bikes, you know. Yeah. And 
I knew about KZ 1000s and KZ 750s and 650s, but I always wanted a CB 750, and I buy this one for like $700, and pile of shit. But it's by the time it was done, it looked cooler than it did whenever I first got it. That's how the, that's how the Rebel was. Yeah. That Rebel is a shitbox of a fucking bike. Motherfucker. But it would scoot down the road, screaming at 55. It's perfect. Yeah. That's why you need to put the CB450 engine in there, put some CB mags on there. It's going to be cool. It's going to be a CB450 in a Rebel frame. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's going to be chopped. Yup. But, um... Okay. Well... What are... I guess the best way to put this is what would be I don't know. Okay. What is your biggest regret? If you go back to when you first started, what would you do? Oh. You first started school. When I first started school. Yeah. Is there anything like I would have emphasized this or I would have done this? Well, what I would have done what I would have done a little bit differently is I would have went and got my security guard card first before I started security. Yeah. Because then uh, my attendance would be better. Uh, I would have been making more right off the bat. Yeah. Anything school-wise, though? School-wise? Yeah. Mm. Like, for me, like, when I started school, obviously you get those nerves and whatnot because you don't know anyone, and mm-hmm. it's it's different. I don't know. For me, there was, like, this mental block going on for the first few motos where I wasn't comfortable working on anything at all. Like, I, I, I remember I blew a tube in a fucking tire, popped it, you know, and stuff like that. All these stupid mistakes. And it was simply because I just didn't feel in my element. I was so out of my element. And it, partially because it was I was in Arizona. I was away from home. But also because, like, I really thought, like, starting out in the motos, like, you got to be the best of the best of the best. Oh. And it's like, no, you don't got to do any of that. No. Not until you get to your elective do you need to take anything really seriously. Uh, yeah, at face value. Yeah. See, for me... The motos are essentially a warm-up. Yes. That's what it is. It's to teach people everything. And we're not shitting you when we say this. This school sets up these moto classes before your electives to teach even the most dumb people that have never touched a tool in their lives how to work on a motorcycle. The basics. Mm-hmm. See, uh, I have a friend, and he's, he's doing awesome right now. Killing it. Right. But when he come here, he didn't know jack shit about bikes. Now, did he have any mechanical knowledge? No. None. Not, not like a not like a lot. He like he had the basics, like could change oil in a car, could change a tire. Well, that's still something. Yeah, but this is like, you know, that's stuff on a car. Yeah. He didn't know jack diddly shit about bikes. And this dude, he's in there, he's studying, he's killing it, absolutely fucking getting it yeah well you know that's what's interesting too is like this school for anyone that has any sort of mechanical inclinations like me and you 
When you first start, you almost think you know more than you do. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, like I remember when I first started, like, changing oil. Like, oh, yeah, changing oil is super easy. But then whenever I actually had to do it on a sporty, I was like, wait a second. Do I need to drain the primary as well? Or do I just need to drain the tank? What's going on here? And, like, I overfilled it the first time. And I did a lot of, you know, I forgot to fucking put it, you know, I had it on the kickstand. So whenever I checked it, it was different. And that's how I overfilled it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, you, you, you have to let all your ego go. Yeah. See, for me, starting off in the motos, I blasted through the motos. I was bored to them the entire time because there's already stuff I do at home. Yeah. Basic, you know, basic electrical, fixing wires. Uh, the electrical scared the shit out of me. First, first yeah. moto class. Yeah, it was changing tires, uh, turning wheels, uh, rebuilding motors. It was, that's all stuff I do at home. Yeah. I blasted right through those classes. I was bored. Uh, what was the one thing you were most nervous about? In was, the classes, whether it was motos or electives so far. The thing I was more worried about in the motos was, because I don't really deal at home, I don't ever deal with spoke tires. The only time I ever deal with spoke tires was on the night train. Right. Ever. That was, and even then, I didn't hardly ever do anything with them. Right. But I don't like messing with inner tubes. <coughs> I can't stand that. Yeah. But probably right next to that was reading micrometers. Yeah. I I, I like I never used a micrometer before. No. I, mean, I can read a ruler, I can I can read a tape measure all the way down to the up to the thirty second. Yeah. But I never ever messed with a micrometer. Ever. Yeah. Learning that stuff was like, that and calipers, all that stuff was very we were doing that in the first week. I was like, what Yeah, the you were in Moto 101. On? I was. I started in 102. Yeah, like, it was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, Moto 101, for those, is basically how to tear apart an engine mm-hmm. and tear how to measure it. And measure it. And then Moto 102 is tires, basic suspension, so like a Sportster fork, and how to adjust belts and chains. Very basic stuff. But if you've never changed, like, like how to use spoons on a tire, dude, you couldn't. I'll tell you right now. Even if you gave me spoons, I would. It'd take me an hour and a half to change a fucking tire on a spoke tire or a spoked wheel. Because with spoons, like a machine, yeah, I could do it. But like, that's why I'm glad I went to Harley because I don't want to mess with motocross stuff. Mm-mm. No, I don't want to deal with dirt bikes. I could work on a dirt bike, but you ask me to change fucking wheels or lace wheels, I'm not doing it. I can't. See, I don't have a problem doing that. I just I don't like putting tubes and tires on. But I'm hoping when we get to chassis, that'll change. Because chassis, we have two whole days of lacing wheels. Mm-hmm. You also have front-end service on springers. Uh, I'm kind of excited to learn really that, cool. though. It's It's neat. It's really cool. I haven't even done it, but I've read the book on how to do it, and I've watched my friends and they're doing it. And yeah, it's it's crazy. I had one dude, he just busted his lip right here because he smacked himself with it. 
It was hilarious. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not excited about the lacing wheels thing, but it, well, are we lacing them or just truing them? You're lacing. Uh, you're, you're going to learn how to do it to the Harley standard. Fuck. It is not hard. I don't see you doing it. Mm, I'm not. I'm going back in Tech 2 again. Yeah, that's, I'm not doing chassis right after this. Oh, you're not? No. You're going, going to maintenance. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's not hard. It, it, like, especially depending, uh, I can't remember who they got as an instructor. What are your biggest gripes so far with your experience in MMI? With my experience in MMI? Biggest gripes so far with MMI, collegiate housing, the whole nine. Well, with collegiate, it's just a bit weird. With the school, I don't really have a problem. Yeah. Because uh, everyone's doing their job. The school's been pretty good. Yeah. I, I, I don't have any gripes about the school. If, if I did, it would probably be, like, I diagnosed a bike yeah. in this last week, and I was right. Except that it wasn't the bug, and the original bug had failed, and we had a new bug that nobody knew about until I diagnosed it. Yeah, I did the same thing. Wait, what bike did you work on? Um, uh, the one I on was it? working on was... The FLHT outside? Uh, yes. Yeah. That, that was my bike. The original yeah. bug was a... Uh, the original bug is an open stager. Yep. What we got is a grounded stager. Yep, I had the same issue. Yeah, because I, I went there and told him, I was like, yo, grounded stator. And he's like, no, open stator. And I said, no, grounded stator, this is the deal. Right. He's like, I, he says, show me. I showed him. He's like, yeah, that's grounded. Yeah, I had a similar issue with uh, Kurt. And I remember, too, like, once you learn how to use, the, this is one thing that anyone should uh, probably, is if you, especially if you're having issues with electrical even if you're not a student or anything like that, well, get yourself the electrical diagram for your bike mm -hmm. and learn, or the diagnostics manual, I should say. Not the diagram. Cause EDM! Electrical diagnostics manual. Yes. Purchase that, and you will learn how to fix everything on your bike. And, and it will give you a what is called a flow chart. A step-by-step -step process of how to fix it, how to test it. Yeah. And it will tell you exactly what to do if it is, do, if it, like, say you turn on your bike and the fuel pump isn't working. It'll tell you, go to this page, and then it'll give you a list with every single thing you need to do to diagnose what the issue is. Mm -hmm. You could save yourself so much money. It's literally just a flow chart. It says... And all, it, you, have to, all you have to have is a multimeter. <laughs> a multimeter and maybe a load tester. And, well, you can load test on a bike. What? You can load test on a bike. No, you can't. In the bike. You're not? No. When you No, if you can get the bike to start, you can load test. But You're not supposed to, though. No, that's not. That's using an actual load tester. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking like the actual separate load tester. You're yeah, that's what that. I'm talking about. But if you start the bike, you can load test it that way. If you're having well, yeah, issue. I mean, you could do that for certain things, but what I'm saying is, is if you had the electrical diagnostics manual and the service manual, and you had any sort of mechanical inclinations and a multimeter, and you understood the very basics, 
of electrical, mm -hmm. which is ohms, amps, and volts, you'll have no issues. Yeah. You could fix everything on your bike. Just to make you some little specialty tools to reach some of the bolts? Yeah, I mean, you'll have, you, you would definitely have to... There, there are certain tools that you would have to have, but like a decent set of Craftsman tools or Snap-on or whatever your preference is, and you could do most of the jobs. Mm -hmm. You could do most of the services and stuff like that. Did you work on the, the Softail Custom? Did you do anything on that, starting on it? Softail Custom. Was that uh, the uh, one the, with the King and Queen seat? No. Or yes. It's the one-off paint job. It's zero of 200. Zero of 200. It's Was the that very, the first one? The very first one. Is yeah, yeah. I worked on that one. Yeah. Uh, did you do starting on it? Yep. Super easy. Yeah. Super easy. All these tests... I think a lot of it comes down to doing the jobs. Once you've done them at least once and you understand how it works, it all becomes very simple. Now, I will say this. Um, the older bikes and the older service manuals, their flow charts are a little more confusing to me than the newer ones. The newer bikes, I think it's like 2009 and later, those bikes super simple it'll just tell you start here if this doesn't work skip this test go right to this test and you're not having to try and read a, a an actual chart and read tiny text and all that stuff but I would I would probably say that anyone anyone can do this stuff it really doesn't take a genius to figure this stuff out you don't need a degree in mechanical engineering or anything like that. What do you think, Caleb? You can come in with literally basic knowledge and pass every class. Yeah. Like, so long as you can retain information and read yeah. and count numbers, you're fine. You're, you're gold. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even say it's like super complicated math either. No, I mean, most it's, of it's not. pretty basic. It's literally, it literally, all you're doing is... It's probably like eighth grade math. Enough. Maybe. Maybe. You, like, the the more math that you're going to be using is straight up addition, subtraction. You won't, you're going to hardly ever, never be multiplying. And you're going to be doing a little bit of dividing. Well, you will do a little bit of multiplying, um, like with Ohm's laws and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But, unless you get it on the calculator or on your cellular device. Yeah, you can, you can download an Ohm's law calculator. That makes things way it's, simpler. There is a very specific one that is really good. And I just downloaded the first one. It's ca it's called Ohm's Law Calculator. Yeah, that's the one I downloaded. On Android, it is free. Yeah. But on iPhones, it is one dollar. It's worth it though. Yup. It is worth it. That thing will change the game. Also, if you want a really good calculator app for your phone, Mathway. I use the stock calculator. I know, but Mathway does everything all the way up to like college level algebra I used it in college to cheat all my classes incriminating yourself yeah plead the fifth motherfucker I don't, I'm not going <laughs> to plead the fifth I suck at math and math way would explain it, it. what was cool was is you could put it in the like say you had like a, you know some some calculation you need to do right mm -hmm. you could use your scientific calculator your Texas TA85 or whatever the fuck it was the $100 calculator, or you could use the free app, and you could pay, I think it was $2 a month, 
and Mathway, you could snap a picture of the, the thing. It would scan it and it would explain and tell you exactly what to write down to explain your answer. It did every bit of work for you. Hmm. That's the only way I got through my college math classes. I suck ass at math, but I can't afford $2 a month. Well, but that's what I'm saying, though, is like if you were in college or were doing some sort of crazy math like that, where you, you know, it's made for college kids. This is my college. And high, sc- and high school a- kids. I wish I would have known about it. I had a Blackberry in high school, so I don't know. It's- I had a Samsung in high school, but I don't even think Mathway was a thing then. I don't think Mathway even came out to like fucking. 2000, I see, I graduated in 13, like 15 probably. Yeah. I'll tell you, man, best $2 a month I ever spent. See, I got, yeah, yeah, I, see, I had I had a BlackBerry. I think my, I think my senior year I had a Samsung Galaxy S4, and I had that phone for a long time. I had the, I had the Galaxy S4. I love that phone. I, I love that phone. Yeah, I had that. See, I always skipped to generations. I went from my first Galaxy phone mm-hmm. was the S4. That was the first one I had. Yeah. And it was senior year of high school is when I got it. Before that, I had a flip phone. And I miss the flip phone. I really do miss the flip phone. But, um, no, I had the Galaxy S4. No, I had the Infuse before that, too. That was the biggest phone at the time. But anyway, twice. Uh, I had the Galaxy S4, and then I skipped a generation. I didn't get the S5. I got the S6 when the S7 came out. I remember I spent good money. I spent like $600 on that phone. I thought, I thought like, well, I wanted to buy myself something nice. I had some money. I had, I think it was tax return or something like that. And I was like, I'm going to buy myself something nice. I'm going to get me a new phone. And I remember I went through two S4s, got the S6. I had the S6 Edge Plus. Biggest fucker you could get next to a note. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I went through two of those, then an S6 Active. I bought all of them, except for the first one. I bought the rest of them used. And um, then I skipped the S7. And what am I on now? This is the S8, yeah. This is the S8 Active. And I'm surprised I haven't bought an S10, but I just can't afford it. See, I had... I had a Blackberry Curve. Ooh, look at you fancy with the Curve. And then I had, well, all right, from the first Blackberry, I had, the, I had the original one where it was only two letters per button. Yep. And it was only maybe in, an inch and a half wide. Yep. Tiny little, tiny little fucker. Yep. And then I had a Curve. I had several curves. I had a ton of those. When I when I had my flip phone, I was so jealous of people with Blackberries. Like, <laughs> Dude, I... Fuck like, like, I had that. And then I got a Bold. Oh, man. And then I used the living shit out of that Bold. I, like, there were no letters left on the keyboard. I just knew where all the buttons were. Yeah. Uh, I eventually didn't have a little heat-sensing touchpad. Yeah. So I, I couldn't scroll through the phone. So if anybody texted me or called me... Uh, I'd have to punch in every number I had until I found out who texted me. Uh, and then I had an iPhone 3GS. Ooh, man, that was second-gen iPhone. Yeah. Wow. And I used that for two months, and I hated it the whole time. It was so much... I hated it so much 
And I kept a spare Blackberry on me to use for music. Yeah. And then... Wait, you kept the Blackberry for music? Mm-hmm. Why not use the iPhone for music? Because I didn't have... I, I didn't... I couldn't figure... I, I never... I didn't figure out how to transfer all my music from... On my computer. But if you install... Into iTunes. Yeah, but if, if you install iTunes, there's literally a folder in program... You go to program files, yeah, there's I, a folder I, that says automatically add to iTunes. They didn't have that function then. Because I had to individually go to every album. And you had to individually and I, add And, and individually yeah. add to iTunes. That. And it took me forever because I had like fucking 40,000 songs. I remember that, yeah. And <clears throat> times were much better back then. So much, so much better. I still have an iPod 3G that I, or an iPod three, an iPod Touch three. I, you know, I use the shit out of that thing. If I if my truck hadn't been broken into in front of my house, I'd still have my iPod Classic. I had an iPad, I iPod Classic, one twenty gig. It was black. <laughs> I had the little clear case over it. Mine was silver. I love that thing, man. I had all my music on there. I had it constantly plugged into my truck. Mm-hmm. You know what's fucked up too is they stole my aux cable. Uh. Who steals an aux cable? Uh, thieves? Fucking bastards. I mean, yeah. I imagine they must have just opened it, grabbed the iPod, and just jerked it right out. Yeah, see, that is, see that, the iPod Classic is my favorite iPod. Oh, I, I still think about buying one all the time. Yeah, like, they, if it they, had they Bluetooth... Make new, they make new gens. It's awesome. It's crazy. Do they have one with Bluetooth? I don't know. I wish If they, they had one with if, Bluetooth, if they, oh, I would fucking buy one. Oh, I would, I'd be on it. I would I'd be make on you it. put music on it. Yeah. I mean, I have a computer, but... It's, right. Yeah, I, I would be on it. I had all kinds of music on it. Yeah, no, I, then, I I loved the iPod Classic. It's in the yeah. I I had I've had this I've had the same iPod Touch. It's the iPod Touch three. It's the third gen. I'm iPod surprised Touch. you kept an iPod Touch alive this long. Dude, you would be surprised. Most people break their iPod Touches. Uh, my screen is cracked. Uh. I currently don't have it here with me. I actually left it at home. Right. Uh, and now my brother uses it. The, the lock button quit working after I let my dad borrow it. And so I've, I've had the assistive touch. Uh, I've got heat spots in the screen. And yeah. so there's some parts of the screen you can't see. They still work, but they don't, they're not you can't visually see there. Yeah. This thing still works like a charm. Yeah. Be it Bluetooth, actually... Audio jacking it, and it's like, man. I see, it. that's what he. See, I, I've looked. I, I didn't know this. MP3 players are still a thing, mm-hmm. but it's not like it used to be. No. MP3 players now are fucking expensive. Oh yeah. Like if you want, like they make somebody makes a Walkman. Yeah. They make a Walkman, but it's like eight hundred dollars. What? Yeah, but check this out. It has like a thousand gigs of space, and it has a built-in amp. Yeah, it has a built-in amp into it. So, I mean, I, I watched some reviews about this thing. Apparently, this puppy is like the greatest music playing device of all time. Like, any headphones you put into it, the amp is going to just blow your mind. see. It's I've, almost worth it. If it wasn't eight hundred dollars, I would buy one. If it was, if it was like six hundred, I would save up for one. Now, see, for me. Apple has never made anything that interests me other than music devices. I like their computers. Their computers are good. 
But I prefer the computers prefer and the, the iPods are all I care about. I prefer little music devices because, like, I love using my phone to play music. Yeah. But it becomes a hassle because I have to use my phone for both jobs. Yeah. So it dies throughout the day. I, I yeah. have to carry my phone charger yeah. all the time. And even if you have an extra phone, then you still got to keep that one charged. And I mean, I kept, I was using my old phone as just a music player. My S6 active, but man, it's so bulky, and then you got to keep both on you at the same time. It's, it's just ridiculous. See, that, that was my case. That's why I but really like, wish I had an iPod with Bluetooth. That would be amazing. See, like, uh, yeah, but, yeah, my favorite Apple devices are always the music devices. It's because if you take good care of them, they will last you forever. I had not, I remember I had a second gen iPod shuffle, and that fucker lasted. It was, I think, the 512 megabyte one. No, yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I that remember. thing lasted yeah, up until my senior year of high school, and I had it since sixth grade. Well, yeah, the ones that are like an inch yeah, and a quarter. Yeah, they were like an inch, and, yeah. Yeah, they're tiny. They're I love that awesome. thing, dude. It was fucking awesome. I never understood how they were able to run power through the aux. I always oh. thought that was so interesting, because remember, it just had an aux with a USB on it, and that's how you charged it. Yeah. It was the craziest thing. Beats me. If it, were, it, it, it worked, and they were cool. But now with flash technology, you could easily put like 200 gigs on there. Oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, that's that's the new industry to get into. But it, we've been rambling about that too long. I know. Caleb. Yes. What are your plans as Moto Jesus moving forward? Uh, Got any uh, social media game you're going to play? You gonna work that gram a little? I don't build really, the following. I don't really do a whole lot of social media. You're stuff. getting better. You took some photos. Yeah. And I noticed you edit your photos. I put one filter on them, and it's a lark. I love that filter. That's a great filter. But yeah, uh, man. I mean. But at me at Moto Jesus Moto dot Jesus Moto dot Jesus. Yes, we have started the Moto Migos. Yes. Which is me, and this is the name is credit to Caleb. <laughs> me at Moto Maverick, Caleb, who didn't know he could change his Instagram name at all. I was like, oh yeah, you can change it. Just go to settings. And he's, he's like, oh, edit profile, edit name. And I was like, you gotta call yourself Moto Jesus, bro. You're Moto Jesus, and the name Moto Jesus came from. We were talking about uh, who? What's the um, oh, the guy from Georgia? Um, um, you, you know who I'm talking about? Georgia. Yeah, yeah, the Harley Tech 1903. He's not from Georgia. Yeah, he is. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no, you're right, John Maxwell. John Maxwell, yeah, John okay. Maxwell. I love that man. I remember. What was it? I called you Moto Jesus, and you're like, no, John Maxwell's Moto Jesus. And I was like, no, he's Moto Moses. You're Moto Jesus. And any which way, so I called Caleb uh, Moto Jesus, and it just stuck because you got the long hair, you got the beard, and you have sacrificed so much for the the motorcycling cause mostly in your own physical health 
But uh, do what you love, even if it decides it wants to kill you. Exactly. Uh, but I, I, that's how you were Moto Jesus, Moto dot Jesus. After I was Moto dot Maverick, and then Mickey, yep. our mutual friend and chopper bro. Yep. He, he, I remember one day I'm on Instagram and I notice I see his profile and then I'm like, it was Mickey underscore D82. Yep. And uh, I, I look and I'm like, Moto dot Mick underscore and I, I messaged him he's like yeah you know I, Caleb's got the Moto Jesus thing and you got the whole Moto Maverick thing I was like I, I need to join in on this so <laughs> and then you came up with the Moto Migos yep we should get patches made we'll be our own MC of three we'll be a RC riding club riding club it's all the same crap eh I'm just saying. There's slight differences in between. There's riding groups. There's riding clubs. What's the difference? Well, riding groups, you know, it's just a bunch of buddies that get together and ride. Riding clubs are just about the same fucking thing. They just go by a different name. Except they actually have, like, chapel and stuff. Depending on which kind or who it is. Well, then what's the difference between that and a motorcycle club? Because wouldn't a motorcycle club... Motorcycle clubs, you have to get patched in. And you have to get patched in and... uh, some, that's how some of them are at home. Uh, you have to get past in the RCs too. But through clubs, you have to go prospect and actually get full patched in after so long. To be honest, I think all that's a little ridiculous. Like I was telling you, I think... Initiation! I think the only way I would ever start a club, it wouldn't be a club at all. It, it would just be one thing. You would have your area code initials sewn on to your, your I vest. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. So your your area code is what? 573. 573. Mine's 479, as I have on my tank. Mm-hmm. You sew that onto your, pat, your vest, and only those that know about it, you don't tell anyone about it, you just say, oh, it's my area code. That's all you say. But those that know about it know, you know, like you can, you can be a thousand miles... In, away from your home and you see someone it's like oh he knows it's kind of like Fight Club it's something you don't talk about <laughs> and if you talk about it I'm going to beat the shit at you no no, <laughs> no we do not advocate violence at all on this show I don't I know what he's talking about he's supposed to be Moto Jesus not Moto Satan turn the other cheek and I'll punch you in your nose <laughs> keep it up <laughs> but um well, is there anything you want to add real quick? Um, words. Words are the things that come out of my mouth. Um, I don't know. Any shout-outs? I don't really have anybody to shout-out. No? I got a shout-out. First off, if you aren't already following Caleb, go follow him at moto.jesus. The OG. He is. He is the king of kings and the player of players. The pimp (laughs) of all pimps. The hardest working OG in the game. And the shortest biker I've ever met. Shut up. Five foot four and proud. Also, and I know he's probably listening, go hit up our mutual boy, Moto Mick. Mickey is his name. 
When I first met him, he was Mike. Now he is Mickey. But go check him out. At moto.mick, M-I-C-K, underscore. And that will be it for us. I hope you enjoyed this. It's just a fun little chat. Maybe I'll have Caleb on again. Please. Anytime you want to come on, you are always welcome, my friend. We did a lot of fucking rambling. We did. Look at that. An hour 20. An hour 20. All right. Well, we are out of here. Deuces. Love you.